Garden and Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond, and you are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers for the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen every single day. It's free on all platforms, five days a week, the only daily Trailblazers podcast. So why not start each and every day listening to Locked On Blazers? Make it your first listen. It's your team every day. Today's episode, a really, really fun one. Thanks for joining me here. This is our third ever listener summit where I bring on listeners to the program and we just kind of take the temperature of what's going on with the team. Get a sense from folks who listen to this program what they think about what's going on. Uh, I've always enjoyed doing these. We've done three. We'll probably do some more throughout the season. Uh, If you're interested in getting involved in them, Follow me on Twitter, at Mike G. Rich. I send out a tweet, and you can respond there. Uh, if you're not a Twitter person, totally understandable, just send me an email, lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com. Mention that you want to be on the Listener Summit. I'll put you on I'll put you on the list. Uh, you know, I'm choosing three people kind of at random, so um, we'll make it work, but I really enjoy doing these, and we will do more in the future. So without further ado, let's get into it. Joining me now in the third ever Listener Summit here on Lockdown Blazers is Listener Kari. Kari, thanks so much for joining the program. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, thank you for having me. How are you? I'm living the dream. Uh, listeners, I'm going to take you behind the bit. I false started and screwed up the intro the first time, so we're doing it again, baby. So this first 15 seconds is not new. This is actually re-recording. It's been kind of a rocky day here for the Blazers. Uh, you were listening to Friday, October 28th show, our third ever listener summit here on the program. But on Thursday, the Blazers announced that Damian Lord will be reevaluated in one to two weeks after he sustained a right calf strain on uh, Wednesday evening. Here's the thing. Dame said he was going to miss about a week. And now it's one to two weeks. So depending on if you're a glass half full type or if you're a me, uh, you say... <laughs> you know, a week. Okay, cool. He'll be ready to go. Maybe, you know, after that beginning of the road trip, maybe he'll even play Wednesday, next Wednesday when they play the Grizzlies. Or if it's a couple of weeks, we're talking into the road trip, or if it's reevaluating a couple of weeks, we'll see. But in any case, this changes sort of the vibe here. Does it not Kari? Like what is, let's, let's talk positive, positive news. And then we'll kind of get into the Dame stuff. What have you liked from game first five games of the Blazers season? Sure. Um, I think I think we all, all all fans are in agreement where, you know, we saw the preseason and we were all worried. And now you see the real deal. And, you know, the team is actually playing defense. Um, there's a bit more ball movement, um, especially not Dane lift, lifting the team. I guess you can't say that because he had 41 points, you know, two games in a row. Um, but, you know, you saw some trust and you saw a lot of uh, just defensive intensity and them not missing on switches. Um, you know, some of, some of the backups giving good play. We saw Justice Winslow at the back of five. Uh, yeah, we, we saw, saw a lot of good things. So more than I expected. I thought we were going to come out and be not so good. So Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're a listener to this podcast, I did kind of steer you in that way where I was like, uh-oh, they might be bad. But they've looked way better. Uh, they've certainly exceeded my expectations. That loss to Miami aside, without Dame, what are you, are you worried? Like, what's your, give me a concern level. Um, what I think is good um, about the schedule is that we play Houston on Friday. Uh, my other friend's a really big Houston fan. So I was talking to him about it. He, um, they have a couple injuries. Yep. Uh, their centers are out. Um, and plus they're, you know, they're definitely a, um, what do you call it? A t- tanking team. 
So, yeah, and they have all kids. Like they only have almost exclusively, like almost exclusively twenty three and under guys in the rotation, and then poor Eric Gordon. So they're young for sure. So I hope hope they can you know uh, win that game, and then we have four days off. I think, like you said, I don't think the next game after that is until Wednesday versus the yep. Grizzlies. Um, so then that'll be about a week um, that Dame is out, and even if he's not back by then, it's still early in the season. You know, Grizzlies is a hard opponent. A hard opponent with or with or without um, what's his name, Jaron Jaron Jackson. Yep. Uh, so you know, I'm not I'm not too worried. He hasn't played since last December. Yeah. Um, so you know, a lot of these players are getting the you know their their groove back and everything. Um, so little things like this do happen. So I'm not too worried. Um, but I do hope the Blazers team does compete. Um, we can still we still have some winnable games. I'm still waiting for Gary Payton. Yeah, um, off for to come, trend them off for to come back. So, um, hopefully those players can come back and we can still, you know, be competitive without them. Yeah, make it happen, right? I think one thing that works in the Blazers' favor is that when Amphrey Simons looked absolutely at his best last year, it's when they gave him the keys to the ship and they let him drive this thing. You better believe that's what's going to happen these next couple games. Whether Jamie misses one game, two games, whatever it might be, Ant's right. going to get the keys to the ship. Uh, I think he's kind of been up and down when he's been hot. He's been like as hot as you could possibly be, but he's kind of been up and down. What are you, what are your early feelings on Anthony Simons this season? Yeah, he, I, I think the same thing is we knew it was going to take a while for him to, to become adjusted to be, to be in the second or third option. Right. Um, I think that game where he went off, um, you know, hopefully that was his coming out party, but I think he's, he's taken over the role. Well, um, I, Love CJ, but I think he's a bit more athletic and agile, uh, moving off the ball. So I think I do think it's a better fit. Um, so I do, I do think I I think he's been doing well. I think there's still some growing pains. The defense, honestly, the defense doesn't look too bad. Yeah, he's been uh, competitive. I agree. Yeah, so you know I think that was a big concern. I read the athletic as well. So you know that was a big. I mean, you can't blame them for like you know not for for the writers to being unsure about the Blazers because they're defensive issues and then it looked good in preseason um but he's really held his own um it's really been it's really been a surprise on both sides of the ball and yeah i think he can really take a step forward and he's a great catch and shoot three-point shooter as well and now ball handler i mean he didn't look so good um handling the ball against miami but i think miami was pretty desperate yeah, it's a championship away. level defense uh, they're they're really good he didn't look good but that's that's close to as good as it gets in terms of ball pressure in the league. He needs to take, he needs to improve there for sure. Like, you know, but uh, that's game one of the experiment is pretty tough. It'll be a little, if he struggles against Houston, I'll bring it back next week. We'll have, we'll have the conversation again. Right. Uh, what's the other guy I want to ask you about is Shaden Sharp. Uh, he's going to play more with Damian Lord out. Are you a, are you a sharp believer? Is he like, you know, I, there are there are a section of the fan base card that thinks that Shaden Sharp is just straight up Michael Jordan. <laughs> are you one of those? I don't know about Michael Jordan. Um, we just we just don't know. You know, right. I wish he could have played at Kentucky, or maybe not, because then I, if he maybe played at Kentucky, maybe he wouldn't have felt to us at seven. Right, he he'd be a pacer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but we we just we really we really don't know. Um, he has shown some glimpses. It kind of reminds me of Ann. You know, you saw some glimpses when he was a rookie. His second and third year, I think I forgot what year it was, but the year we expect him to be a contributor, and then he didn't really do so well. But I, I think, think that Shane, was year th year three. They kind of cleared the decks for Ant, and then it didn't. He just didn't do it. He wasn't ready. Exactly. So I think I think Shaden's a bit more ready now. I think 
I I think as the season progresses and he gets his playing time now and he just learns how to fit within a team, especially on the professional level, I think I think by the end of the season or at least by All Star break, I could think he could be a real contributor. He has he has really good skill, really good, and he's very athletic. So <laughs> you saw some of the blocks and dunks. Yeah, so. he's he's fun. He's if nothing else, he's really fun. I want to yeah. ask you before I let you get out of here. What kind of fan are you? Are you are you are you standing up, pacing? Are you quiet on your couch? Like what when you're watching a Blazer game? Because uh, you live in the East Coast, like you're you're staying up late if you're watching them. What kind of fan are you? So I I actually tell I'll tell a little story how I became a Blazers okay. fan. So the Knicks fan growing up, um, sure. and then I actually became started liking the Blazers when I was young. I'm 31 right now, so I became a Started liking the Blazers in 2001 when they had Rasheed Wallace was one of my favorite players at the time. The whole the whole team, you know, they were on NBC, so they had a little dialogue. So I knew about the team. Um, 2015 came around, and I put out a Facebook post saying, "The Phil Jackson can't fix the Knicks. I'm done. Like I'm going to be a <laughs> man." And Phil Jackson not fix the Knicks, so I stuck to my word. And yeah, I'm literally on the Blazers now. And then you know. Grew up, got a job, and now I'm able to afford league packs. So I could, I can watch them every night, and yeah, I'm really, I'm really into it. You know, if I'm not too tired, I am pacing around. You know, not yelling at the TV, but I'm, you know, might be a little cursing here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm into it, but I think also because they've been, they've been very consistent over the last almost ten years now, except for a couple years here and there, but. You know, it's been good. It's been easy to root for this team because, you know, they're just consistent, constantly good. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much into it. I want to say I'm a crazy fan. I don't have a jersey or anything. I do have this rose. I don't know. Yeah, I was noticing that. you're wearing the gear. You're wearing the oh, gear for the pod. I have a couple of things. I do need to get a jersey. I'm going to go watch them when they play the Knicks um, Thanksgiving weekend and the Nets. I'm going to go to both of those games. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, but I'm pretty up there. I'm pretty up there. Awesome. Thank you so much uh, for joining the program. When we do another one of Listener Summits, uh, I, I always enjoy chatting with people. So uh, have a good one, Kari. I appreciate you. Okay. Thank you. Hope to speak to you again. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. His daily fantasy made easy. Here's how Prize Picks work you pick between two and five players, you pick your sport. Price pick sets the projections for whatever statistical measurement you want, and you pick over or under that projection. For me, I'm going basketball. I'm picking five guys in the NBA each night. I'm going points and rebounds and assists. I set my ballot, make my selections. It takes about 60 seconds, and I get a chance to win money. And once you win money, you get your you get your cash back quickly with fast and easy withdrawals. I use the app, but you can also go to prizepicks.com. And right now, if you go to Prize Picks, how about this? They give you a little money for your troubles. If you're on your first deposit, if you use the promo code locked on, they'll match you up to a hundred bucks. You put in a hundred dollars, give you a hundred dollars. You put in fifty dollars, they give you fifty dollars. Doesn't get much better than that. Go to prizepicks.com, use that promo code locked on today and check it out. All right. So we still are cruising along here in our locked on Blazers Listener Summit. There is nothing more fun. I really, I you know, the, the thing I love about doing this podcast is chatting with the folks who enjoy the podcast. So what I've really enjoyed about the Listener Summits, you know, spending a little time, 10 minutes just chatting with folks and kind of getting their take on what's happening with the team. So let's keep it rolling. Here's our next one. Joining me now is listener Catherine. Catherine, thanks so much for joining the program. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. 
So we are five games into the Blazers season. They started off red hot four in a row, and then they lost a game, and then they lose their point guard. Where are you at five games into the season uh, in terms of like confidence, worry? Wh- wh- how are you feeling? So I'm feeling okay. I think we were we were bound to lose eventually. That was a tough loss uh, against Miami for sure. We didn't look maybe our best, but I think eventually, you know, things were bound to catch up to us. I'm really excited though that we started off four and one. I think, you know, I love everybody on Twitter who's like, we're going to go 81 and one. I love that. (laughs) I hope that that happens. But I also live through 2020 where we had to win every single game to get into the playoffs. And with the West looking how it's looking, it's like not outside the realm of possibility that that threshold to get into the six seed or to get preferred positioning in the plan or to get into the plan is going to be less than four games. So right. I'm really excited that we started off strong with those four. And especially, I hope Dame is only out for a week, two weeks, but we're about to see how evident uh, and, and how important he is on this team, which makes those games that he is playing must wins and we want them. So I'm really excited about that. I think that that's a great way to start the season. And again, we were bound to lose one eventually. And I actually think that this loss was a constructive loss. It was a bad loss. We didn't right. play so well, but, uh, you know, I listened to your show yesterday and yeah. it talked a little bit about, you know, Dame going to the locker room. That's tough. Miami shot the lights out. That's tough. They cleaned the glass. <laughs> that's tough. And when we didn't, but those little things like, bounce passes gone awry or sloppy passes, sloppy handles. Those are things you can fix, right? Those are things you can fix. Miami is a great defensive team when it comes to forcing uh, turnovers to getting steals. That is exactly the teams that's going to expose your cracks uh, in your offense. And I think, you know, you can go back to the gym. You can work on those. You can work on those through chemistry. You can work on those through playing together. I just feel like there's a lot of teams in the NBA who wish their biggest problem right now was something you could fix. (laughs) I've watched every single Lakers game. No amount of practice is going to fix what's wrong with them. So I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling like it was a good constructive loss. Every single time that we turn the ball over through a bad pass, it means we're moving the ball, which is something we haven't always done. Yeah. Um, And so I I'm feeling pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I think you made a great point. 4-0 4-0 is like, oh, it's four games. It's a million years. We don't know. You do not have to give them back. You, no one's going to take those wins back from you. And, and like you said, four wins could be the difference in 10th and 7th, 10th and 6th. Like, it's going to be it's going to be very tight. Like, even if we assume that the Lakers are going to go 0-82, which I think is a pretty much a guarantee at this point, like, there's going to be nine other teams that are really good in the West, right? And if the Jazz never get bad, that's throw them in there in the mix. Like, you don't, you do not need to apologize nor give away for winning some games that maybe people didn't think you'd win early or, or, um, you know, get lucky in some close games. That's, that's for sure. Uh, I want to ask you about some of the new guys. Uh, Jeremy Grant has been pretty darn good. Do you, what's your, what is your sort of initial impressions of Jeremy Grant? I think he's been great. I was, uh, always a big fan of some of the guys that we, uh, got rid of last season. I was a big fan of Robert Covington. Jeremy Grant is such a better fit for this team than Robert Covington was. I think he's a much more, he's much more dynamic on offense. Yep. And I think that that's really, really been huge for us. And especially in that game against the Kings in particular, right out of the gate. And it feels like he's really sort of settling in. I mean, I was one of those people during preseason that was like, do we blow it up? I don't know, <laughs> but it seems like the longer he's 
he, the more he's playing with this team, the more he feels like he fits. It seems like Dame really trusts him. His chemistry with Josh Hart in particular looks great. I think the more that he's able to gel, particularly with Nurkic and with Simons, he's just going to be a, a better and better fit. Yeah, I think one of the curious things about Dame being out is um, kind of who soaks up the scoring load. Obviously, Ant is going to get the ball more and do more stuff. But but I think to your point, like this is why you have Jeremy Grant, right? Like Robert Covington can barely dribble. Um, he's he's a very good basketball player, but that's not what he's doing, right? Like he's not taking he's not getting to the rim on his own. Um, actually, I think he had a whole thing last year where John Hollander said he couldn't dribble to the rim, and he's like, "Watch the games, nerd." So. Sorry, sorry, Robert Covington. Um, he was more of a corner three kind of guy. Totally, totally, totally. And he's, he, you know, he, Jeremy, like you said, is just way more dynamic on offense. I think one of the reasons to be, you know, hopeful in the, in the, uh, however long Dame misses, if he misses a game, two games, six, whatever it might be, like, is that Ant has looked better with the ball in his hands and that you have Jeremy Grant, you can expand a little bit more of what Josh Hart does. And it means a lot more minutes for Shaden Sharp. Are you, uh, I'm going to ask all the, all the guests on this program. There is a section of the fan base that thinks Shaden Sharp is like young MJ, uh, budding Kobe Bryant's. Where are you, where are you on the, on the early Shaden Sharp returns? I mean, I'm pretty high on him for sure. There we go. There we go. I mean, he's, he barely played an AAU basketball. He's never been on a stage remotely this, you know, this large before, and he's, he's, listen, he's made some rookie mistakes. Every rookie is going to make rookie mistakes, but he doesn't look shaken at all. He looks calm in every single possession. He needs to learn how high he jumps with the adrenaline. He's getting. He keeps hitting his head on the backboard or the That's rim. Yeah. Like a couple of times it's like, did you know how high you were planning on jumping? <laughs> um, but I think the athleticism is something that if, if he's knocking down shots the way he's he's been shooting especially from three yeah and he's able to get to the basket like that i i think that that is maybe a missing piece that we haven't had since baby dame almost yeah yeah it's i mean it's been a while since they've had someone who looks this dynamic this early right like even as good as everyone told us amphrey simons was going to be he wasn't this good as a rookie he wasn't close to it um i think uh with sharp and i, I mean this in like uh, a tr- truly complimentary way he's going to learn how to play basketball over the next couple months. And he's going to be incredible. Like just imagine how good he's going to be when he understands how to play NBA basketball, because right now he's just doing it on skill, skill and feel. And he looks great. Um, okay. One, one more, if I get you out of here, what kind of, what kind of fan are you? Like when, when you're watching the game, are you, are you quiet? Are you just kind of like, or are you yelling? Are you, uh, are you full geared out? Like what kind of fan are you? Okay. So I, Full disclosure, I've never lived in Portland. I have a very okay. loose affiliation. This is just a team that I sort of fell in love with. And I okay, feel t- like- t- Tell me this story because I think every guest on the program today is from out of town. How did you fall in love with the Trailblazers? I dated a guy for a really long time who was from Portland. And uh, then you just start, I, I think the first game I paid attention to was the OKC game where we sent them home. So yep. after that, you're pretty much hooked. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, but my whole thing is there's no zealot like a convert. Sure, <laughs> so I sure. a lot of times uh, people who are out of town fans are even more crazy and hyped. And I may have gotten a noise complaint in my apartment during summer league, if that tells you how much I yell. <laughs> during- <laughs> so, so you're staying up late. Like you're, you're on the East coast. You're staying up late to watch these games. Are you yeah. like, 
1 a.m. on a Tuesday night, excited about a win over the Kings or whenever that was on a Wednesday night? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, And then I will try to join spaces as much mm-hmm. as possible afterwards. I'm up to like three. It's not great. It's not that great. Is, that is true out-of-town NBA fandom. I love that. I love that. Yeah. You know, got to show, especially I'm in D.C. If you go mm-hmm. to the, when Portland plays the Wizards, it, it's full of Portland fans. I don't know from oh, yeah. where they come. It's great. It's a great team to be a fan of from out of town, for sure. Yeah. There's always Portland people everywhere. Absolutely. And they're happy to they're happy to show their pride. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Catherine, thank you so much for joining the program. It was a whole bunch of fun chatting with you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Rich. You are still listening to Lockdown Blazers. We are still cruising along in our listener summit. These are a bunch of fun. Why don't we just do one more, shall we? Let's close out the show with our final listener of the program. Joining me now is listener Josh. Josh, thanks for joining the program. How you doing? Pretty good, Mike. How are you doing? Oh, I'm living the dream. I'm, I love these listener summits. They're a bunch of fun. I love talking to the people who listen to the show. I love talking to Blazer fans. Uh, and it's like a, it's a good sort of temperature check early in the season. We are five games five games into this thing. How are you feeling five games into the Blazers season? I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, obviously, the injury to Dame last night uh, wasn't wasn't the greatest, but other than that, not feeling too bad. Uh, I guess kind of the main things that I really enjoyed so far through five games, uh, Jeremy Grant for sure. Yeah, uh, the way the way he's been able able to kind of score on all three levels has been really impressive to me. Um, I'd also like to see him get some more opportunities though. He will when Dame's out. So there you go. He's, he's coming for him. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, a couple other things that kind of stuck out, uh, Shaden Sharp. Holy cow, man. Wow. Uh, easy to get excited has, about. Yeah. He just has like that hold your breath factor. Like every time he touches the ball, like you don't know exactly what's coming. Uh, and it's crazy. Uh, I've been referring to him as Shaden Skywalker lately. Uh, the dude, <laughs> the dude just floats in the air. It's insane. And then, uh, lastly, the defense, um, it, it definitely isn't perfect. Uh, sure. but you can, you can tell that it's the efforts more consistent. And a lot of times on like those second efforts, when it's kind of a swing swing, in the past, those corner threes would just be wide open, uncontested all the time. And now it at least seems like there's a guy running out at the shooters. So I think that's a great point about the defense. It's not like they're like awesome on that end. Like the numbers suggest that they're pretty good, but they also, the Lakers missed a 245 three pointers against them. It is what it is. But like, if you, if it's, it's more about the eye test. Right. And I think your point of like the, the multiple efforts, that is the best thing you can say about this team before you pass three, four passes, you know, get into the paint, make a pass, swing, swing, see ya, see ya. Uh, and I, I think you're totally right. Just, just the like, oh man, there's, there's Dame continuing a closeout, or there's Josh Hart. Who's flying everywhere. Like they've been, they've been a lot. Um, you see the sort of outlines of a team that wants to be better on defense you can you can see the outlines and it's not like you're squinting like early last year when you're like you know maybe maybe if you believe like this looks um i don't know real like it's five games right but like they look better they look absolutely absolutely better um with dame out are you nervous uh to be honest no uh why not 
I'm kind of more excited. Uh, okay. I'm 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 really excited to see uh, Ant and Shaden both get expanded opportunities, and uh, kind of see what that backcourt of the future possibly could be. Uh, n- not to slight Dame at all or anything. I love Dame, but but just for this uh, short period of time, if it's two games, three games, whatever it is, uh, we just need him he- healthy. So. Yeah, like you want Dame ready to go in February, March, and April. So if he's if he needs some time in October and November, you kind of got to live with it. I mean, what you want him is to play. You want him to play thirty six minutes all eighty two games, and then you want him to you know win sixteen times in the playoffs and get a championship parade down Broadway. But like realistically, if he needs to miss a couple games in here, and he's he's probably at least a week. I would say just judging like he's not going to play Friday, obviously. We'll see about next Wednesday against Memphis. And then it's like, when does he come back on that road trip? Because they go for six straight on the road, which is t- too many, in my opinion. <laughs> too, too yeah, many. absolutely. absolutely. Um, do you think, you know, Amphrey Simons, when he was at his best last year, was when he got, they gave him the keys and he got to, he got to drive the whole, he got to drive the dang thing. Do you think this is a chance for him to kind of get back to that? Because he's kind of been up and down a little bit this year. Yeah, that that was kind of what I was referring to with that is I, sure. I think with with the ball in his hands a little bit more, he's going to I hope he can kind of get his offense going. Like you said, he's he's had spurts where he's looked really good. Obviously, that third yeah. quarter um, down the stretch in uh, Phoenix, you know, yep. Yep. so there's been m- multiple times when he's definitely played good. But uh, having the ball in his hand a little bit more more natural for him, I think that definitely can help uh, get him in the groove. Uh what early in the season, I think there was con- some concern. Maybe it's me. Maybe I was just concerned about Josh Hart in the starting lineup. How do you feel about Josh Hart so far this year? Uh, definitely agree with your concern. Uh, <laughs> not a whole lot of height there between those, uh, the one through the three. Um, so I, I, w- I was pretty worried. Uh, overall, I feel a little bit better about it. Um, he's been good. I huh? would yeah. say, yeah, he's definitely been good. Uh, I, I still kind of feel lukewarm about it feel like maybe the six man role would be more suited for him. But I mean, the pressure he puts on the rim, uh, the defensive effort he puts in uh, the faces he makes, like <laughs> you, you can't really go wrong with Josh Hart. So. Okay. I haven't shared this on the podcast. I'm going to share it here. My favorite moment of the Blazers season so far is the Phoenix game. Uh, Deandre Ayton misses the first free throw and he's going to intentionally miss the second free throw. And Chaunce, they put in Jock Landale and Bismack Biombo, the Suns do. And so Chauncey says, okay, I got to get my big guys in there. So he, he comes down the bench and he he gets uh, Drew Eubanks. And he calls, he calls Eubanks in. And Josh Hart is on the low block. It's him and Nurk who are down low. And when Eubanks comes in, Josh Hart makes a face at Chauncey Billups like, are you kidding me? The most important rebound of the game and you're taking me out? He's like touching his chest like, me? me me and like he's looking at chauncey like you must be out of your mind that that portland trailblazers need a rebound and josh hart isn't the name you call and so they put in eubanks and they leave uh jeremy grant there and i could tell that josh hart was kind of looking at jeremy grant like and you're gonna stay in too like and you're gonna stay in and rebound it was great it was like it was the quintessential josh hart moment because he was mad he's he always plays mad the best part about him is that he plays angry and he was he was just straight up offended that the thing that he is so darn good at, he wasn't going to be asked to do. I thought that was my favorite sort of little moment of the season uh, so far. I love that. I um, So thanks. Thanks for reminding me of so I could I could share that on the show. Uh, That's great. Coincidentally, all of the all of everyone here in our third ever listener summit here on Locked on Blazers 
is from out of town. You are, you have lived in the Midwest your entire life. How did you become a, a Blazer fan, Josh? Uh, okay, so I'll try to make this as quick as I can. No, no, uh, give, t- tell us a whole story. We, we, you take the floor, spin us a yarn. Yeah, okay, so uh, yeah, I grew, grew up close to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, Bucks obviously uh, hadn't really been that good when my childhood, I'm 30. So uh, wasn't really the biggest Buck fan. Uh, my dad was a Laker fan. So I latched onto Kobe right away uh, sure. to this day. Definitely will always be a Kobe fan. But I realized after he left that I wasn't really a Laker fan. I was a Kobe fan. So throughout all this, for whatever reason, I uh, I was a big college basketball fan. Started liking Washington uh-huh. for whatever reason. And Brandon Roy was uh, – I just loved watching that guy, man. I would stay up till one in the morning central time, just watching Brandon Roy pack 12 games for no apparent reason. And uh, I just fell in love with him. So when he got drafted by the Blazers, uh, started following them. And actually, coincidentally enough, like kind of in the, the draft leading up to uh, leading up to the draft games year, I, for whatever reason, kind of got into the, not that I was like scouting or anything, but watching a lot of a lot of film with draft prospects because the Blazers had those two picks in the lottery. Right, right, right. So uh, definitely latched onto Dame through that process. Was so excited when they drafted him, and uh, it's kind of just evolved ever since then. So, what kind of fan are you? Like, are you are you staying? Obviously, if you're watching the games, you're staying up late to watch the game. But are you loud watching the games? Are you yelling at your TV? Are you quiet? Oh, def- are you reserved? What are you like? Def- Def- definitely yelling yeah um I, mean, <laughs> I, I i gotta make sure my windows are shut sometimes uh I, I i try and be as positive as i can usually when things are going bad i'm more silent but when things go good like uh on sunday in la i'm a jacksonville jaguar fan too okay and uh they've been uh kind of breaking my heart pretty much uh every week for the last month <laughs> so they lost a close one down the stretch on sunday and then i got to turn the blazer game on it was a little bit uh i was a little bit behind so I zoomed through it, got to watch all of it, and caught up right at the end when uh, when Dame drilled that three. I was uh, I was definitely up out of my seat screaming. So tapping your wrist and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Josh, thank you so much uh, for for joining the program. I, I truly appreciate it. This is a bunch of fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much to Kari and Catherine and Josh for joining the program. How fun was that? If you want to be involved in a future listener summit, here's how we're going to do it. I'll just tease it on an episode. The best way to do it is listen to the show regularly, interact with the show if you can, but I'll just tease it when we're going to do a listener summit, when there's a good time in the schedule, when there's a little little, little lull in the schedule and we have a day like this where the Blazers have a couple days off, we recap the game and there's a Friday night game that we're not going to get to ahead of time. We're going to have more lulls in the schedule. In fact, they got time off next week, and then we'll, we'll do it. Uh, look look for the new one realistically December sometime. We'll run it back in about a month. Uh, but yeah, I'll tease it on the show, and you can tweet at me or email me, and I'll give you a little bit of a heads up. Thanks again. Thanks again to Kari, Catherine, and Josh. That was a whole bunch of fun. Tell your friends about this podcast. Tell them it's available wherever they get podcasts, and also on YouTube, free on all platforms, five days a week, the only daily Trailblazers podcast. Make it your first listen every single day. Make your second listen, Locked on NBA. It's the overarching NBA show, uh, talking about all of the biggest storylines across the league. 30 minutes, free, where, free wherever you get podcasts. Get Stay abreast of what's happening in the league with Locked on NBA, featuring the local experts like no one else can. All right, appreciate you listening. 
Come back on Monday. The Blazers play a uh, Friday evening game against the Houston Rockets. Uh, look for that show. We'll talk about all of what happens in the Rockets game, and then we'll look ahead. The Blazers have got some time off next week. We're still going to have five shows. We're still going to have a whole bunch of fun. So join us there. Tell your friends. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.